0: We took the challenge and swapped
1: to Aldi. With Aldi, there's incentives to eat healthier and make your own food. You'll be able to make healthy meals without breaking the bank. The award-winning salmon is just beautiful. By swapping to Aldi over four weeks, we have saved
0: 479 euros. Aldi, the home of swap and save. Shopping before switching to Aldi took place between the 21st of September to the 18th of October 2020 and in Aldi took place between the 19th of October to the 15th of November 2020. Participants received a gratuity.
1: and welcome to Pod's Own Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast. I'm Jerry Scott, the Yorkshire Post Westminster correspondent and today we're talking about Yorkshire devolution. It's something we've covered a lot at the Yorkshire Post over the years, obviously something we're really interested in and I'm really pleased to be joined by Ben Cooper from the Fabian Society today, a researcher at the Fabian. Hi Ben. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. No, absolutely. I mean, what a time to be kind of doing these things. I've been saying on my recent episodes, you know, it's all very strange doing these things over the phone. Are you finding in your work that uh, you've kind of pivoted to doing everything under Zoom and phones and stuff like that?
0: Yes, I've never used the word Zoom so many times in my life.
1: I know, it's becoming a verb almost, isn't it? (laughs) It's it like to Google something now, I know. I know, it's all really weird, but we carry on and Actually, um, you've written a really interesting piece haven't you, and, um, over the last few weeks on Yorkshire Devolution and how coronavirus plays into that. And we'll come to that. But before we do, I'm just going to recap on where we are with Devolution over the last few years. I mean, I, I assume it's something you've spent a lot of time looking at. It's It's been a saga, hasn't it?
0: Yes, it has. Uh, it's been many, many years. Of um, twists and turns, very exciting uh, if you're a devolution <laughs> policy one, but quite difficult uh, to get to grips um, with if you if you if you're not basically.
1: Yeah, I was saying to you just before we started recording today, I've what, been at the Yorkshire Post all oh, um getting on seven months now, and when I first started, I uh, kind of said, "Oh, can someone give me a bit of a potted history of Yorkshire devolution so I can get up to speed." And, kind of the, the answers I got were, no, there is no potted history. <laughs> There's just a lot of history to get through and learn. But we think mm. we're pretty much up to speed. And where we are is, you know, back in 2015, George Osborne was in government at the time and he um, outlined his plans to devolve all the powers to English cities, which is great. And in the same year, we had five, I believe, yorkshire based devolution deals from its government, Um and there was an agreement for a sheffield city region deal but it kind of didn't come off did it and we saw other deals no. placed in manchester and tea valley and places like that that we know have these big personalities people like andy burnham and things like that um and then it all got thrown into confusion in 2017 when a one yorkshire deal was proposed um mm-hmm. <laughs> which put a bit of a spanner in the works. Um, but that was never accepted either. Um, but in the last few months, things have kind of picked up a bit. We've had a deal signed in um, South Yorkshire and West Yorkshire as well. But you've got a bit of an issue with these kind of sticky deals that are a bit more piecemeal, me, don't you, Ben? What can you tell us about that?
0: Yes, well, let's start with say it's good news that we've got a devolution deal signed. Uh, in South Yorkshire and with, in West Yorkshire. It's a mm-hmm. small step forward. It's a welcome shift. Mm-hmm. But there, as you say, there are challenges and there are problems. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a one-size-fits-all approach that the government's taken oh, towards the evolution, mm-hmm. um, often forcing places into what are called city regions um, mm-hmm. when when perhaps they, they're not a city, um, they're maybe a town. Uh, and that means that a city region doesn't work for them. Um, And what the government is, the government is often unwilling to uh, adapt its uh, approach to devolution. Mm, Um, And what it means is that we've got places like North Yorkshire and places like Hull um, being excluded from devolution completely.
1: Mm. Because there's no real prospect of, I mean, I know leaders locally in North Yorkshire and keen. To get access to kind of these powers and the money but they're really not as far down the road as other areas in yorkshire are they
0: no no um i mean north yorkshire kind of had challenges in the sense that there is no big city mm-hmm. um and then hull had its own and this sort of east yorkshire had its own uh unique challenges relating to the humber and um the north east lincolnshire on the other side of the humber yeah, so it's, it's really difficult to see how they're going to move forward um, without some sort of change to the way um, that the government approaches devolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, there are wider challenges, you know, not just for Yorkshire in the sense that um, the way the government is approaching devolution is, isn't as transparent and as clear as it could be. So, you know, we're talking about why is Holland, North Yorkshire excluded, and we don't really know why no, Holland, North true. Yorkshire because the government is, you know, is not being clear with us. Um, you know, when One Yorkshire, you mentioned One Yorkshire, was um, mm. first rejected uh, last year, it was. Um, some of the council leaders did say, we've done everything you've asked us to do. We've consulted with people in our local communities, We've come up with a deal that has pa- cross-party support. But you've also, you've said no. And they, I mean, and so they is were... The push- problem. So
1: it's the problem that we don't, Always
0: know what the government are looking for in these deals, then? No, we, we kind of know what they're looking for in the sense that you've got this one model, mm-hmm. but if you, ch- and they, they hint at, you know, maybe some changes can be made, but we, we, don't, really, we don't really know. Um, and that just leads to places being left out mm-hmm. um, from devolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's going to be really problematic. It's really problematic now. And it was before the crisis hit in the sense of going to Manchester and Liverpool and other places were really forging a new path with some innovative policies. But we we're also seeing other places just not having the powers and investment that they need. And yeah, it's something yeah. the government really does need to, it needs to change tap.
1: Mm. Before we get into the coronavirus stuff, I'm really interested in in this kind of idea that the city region deals themselves might not be the best way to go and that the government kind of committed to that because we had didn't we when um, when the West Yorkshire deal was kind of being announced in, in kind of recent weeks and months and um, Wakefield was saying, look, you can't let us be kind of under the same umbrella. As as leaders, you can't let us be sucked in, and leads to take prominence. They were very clear that it's it's a, that it's a sorry a West Yorkshire deal, not a Leeds City Region deal. So is, are you know places like Wakefield or you know Bradford, Halifax, Huddersfield, are they concerned? Do you find in your work that they they're going to be kind of sucked into the centre and don't I don't know. Hold their kind of independence, I guess, or their identities.
0: Is that a worry? It is absolutely a concern. Um, it's one that's been raised by local authority leaders um, And it did seem to be a block uh, Towards the West Yorkshire combined authority that Leeds such a large city uh, would dominate um, mm-hmm. the combined authority, but the model that they use um, Do have safeguards in the sense that Leeds City Council is represented on an equal footing with with one leader um uh, at mm-hmm. Wakefield.
1: Ah, I see, um, I
0: see. But that's why, you know, I think there was a move towards the one Yorkshire um deal in which no place is left out and then no place dominates. Um because, you know, Yorkshire is very different to Greater Manchester, and yes. it's very different to Liverpool City region, in the sense that there are there are lots of big cities, but then there are also medium sized cities like Hull and they're also villages, and I think devolution needs to ensure that it works for all of them, all mm-hmm. the different places, rather than just allowing one place to dominate.
1: And I suppose there's an argument there that even if, say we're using you know, Leeds and Wakefield as an example there, are represented equally at the combined authority, the battle is perhaps getting government to recognise them on an equal footing when, you know, there's people sitting in Whitehall thinking, you know, where are we going to give this money to or what powers are we going to give over that you want to be able to say, look, well, this isn't, this isn't just a Leeds deal. This is a deal for all, all every everyone that's a kind of under this umbrella. So it's not always it being recognised locally as it's being recognised kind of at the top of government, I suppose.
0: Yeah. And I suppose that's one of the good things about devolution. In the Mm -hmm. sense that it makes this, when decisions are made, they're made by the people who understand that all parts of uh, the region need to be represented and need to benefit in a way that um, an individual in Whitehall in London, you know, will will try to do that, but can't do it as well as someone sitting in Leeds in Wakefield, who lives in the community and knows where the strengths lie that can be. Tapped into when it comes to making policy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how much of the changes that we've seen in the last few months—you know, we're talking about the West Yorkshire and the South Yorkshire deal—how much of that do you think has been driven by how the political landscape of Yorkshire has changed? You know, we we we've seen, haven't we? We saw nine Labour seats go to the Tories, and in December, and that's definitely changed. How much of this devolution agenda do you think is, you know, trying to, trying to help the Conservatives hold on to these seats going forward?
0: I think it's always going to be a, um, at the forefront of their minds um, okay. that it's going to be um, ensuring that pol- um, you know policy works for um, the places in which. Uh, they've won their seats you know there's a, a large cohort of Conservatives representing seats that they haven 't represented for a long time
1: yeah absolutely. And so,
0: so it's and, and, and that's across the north, not just in uh, yorkshire um so it's it's undoubtedly going to be a um interest of theirs, but yeah. we can't deny that you know local authority leaders in Yorkshire have done a lot of the groundwork to ensure that uh, devolution, um, when, you know, when they h- get a hearing, that it can be turned into reality. Yeah. Um So, it's, it, we, you know, we should absolutely praise um, the work of um, local authority leaders, but the yeah. politics will also come into play. You know, Boris Johnson did say, I think when he was running for leader, that one of the reasons why people, um, and I don't know if he was including himself in this, um, was sceptical <laughs> of One New Yorkshire, was because it may not uh, deliver a Conservative mayor. Yes. I don't know, I, I don't want to be unkind and unchivalrous and say that's a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's at the forefront of his mind, but but it might be. Um, it's and interesting, I, I, it's
1: definitely hmm. interesting, because I think that has been, I, I don't think it's any secret, that there has been a concern for the Conservatives. But if they were to hand all this power over to Yorkshire, for example, in in the event of a one Yorkshire deal, the, They were pretty convinced that Labour would, you know, it would be a a sure thing, that it would be a Labour mayor. But I do think this last election has proved that that wouldn't necessarily be the case. Um, And I spoke to uh, former Keefe MP John Grogan a few weeks back, and he's a big supporter of One Yorkshire. He's still on the One Yorkshire committee. And, you know, he said, the thing is, is that for either party, a One Yorkshire mayor isn't It wouldn't be a a, a certain thing, which is why he thinks there's been so kind of little kind of agreement on whether it should go ahead, because neither party would be able to guarantee that they'd be able to get it. But I suppose it's a shame for party politics on that level to be able to dictate it when, you know, you're talking there about local leaders working so hard. Local leaders seem to have been able to set their politics aside for this. Is, do, do you agree that's been the sense? Because that's the sense that I get, that local leaders haven't been playing politics with this.
0: I think that's absolutely true, that um, mm. they have been able to work together. There's this the Yorkshire Leaders Board, um, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of like a um, something similar to um, a combined authority just without the powers and the investment, in mm-hmm. the sense that it allows uh, local authority leaders to and coordinate um, and, you know, work together and share um, knowledge about certain issues. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that is not a, a good substitute to a Yorkshire combined authority because it doesn't have uh, the resources and the powers. So I, I do think um, there's a lot that Westminster can learn from working together that mm-hmm. um, combined authority leaders, uh, that local authority leaders, sorry, in Yorkshire can show. Um, and hope, you know, I think when it comes to Scottish devolution, there's the phrase that devolution is a process, not an event. This is, and we've seen that when it comes to other combined authorities, that there are other deals that have been made to hand down further powers. So hopefully, um, by showing that, uh, combined authorities and Metro Mayor's work, we can see an extension, um, of devolution to cover of Yorkshire.
1: Yeah and I suppose talking about Metromers and showing how they work we have seen some of that in this crisis haven't we you know you've seen Mm. Andrew Burnham has been very very vocal quite rightly about what Manchester needs to to kind of tackle this virus there was an argument that you know people like him and you know Dan Jarvis and people like that should be at the table in Cobra meetings discussing this as well, Mm -hmm. and the same way that Sadiq Khan has been. I mean, what what have you kind of seen in your your kind of research of how mayors have been responding to this crisis?
0: Um, They've been using their powers effectively uh, to Mm -hmm. uh, come up with um, solutions to challenges that they face. Um, Mm -hmm. There has been research that suggests that um, the crisis is impacting and will impact um, different places differently, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to the economy. Um, and that really means that what the Metro mayors are doing to tackle the challenges they face is incredibly important. So oh, because seen, they know um,
1: their areas so well, right? They know exactly, exactly. how this virus, uh, this virus is going to affect their areas differently to London, for example.
0: Absolutely. And they've also got the connection and they've been speaking to business leaders. Pre the crisis, they know who to speak to to do certain things. So you've seen Andy Burnham, for example, doing some great work on the arts and culture sector, which Mm -hmm. we know is one of the sectors that will be hardest hit. Uh, We've seen Steve Rotherham do effective things around um, transport uh, to ensure the transport system uh, works um, as effectively as it can. Dan Jarvis, you know, Dan, because of the peculiarities of devolution, uh, Dan Jarvis um, has been using, using what powers he has. It's not the same as what uh, Andy Burnham or Steve Robin no, has. No. He's, but he's been using his voice incredibly effectively to raise issues relating to South Yorkshire, And I think that's one thing that, you know, we talk about powers in investment, and obviously they're incredibly important. Um but we should all we shouldn't forget the importance of having a voice um mm-hmm. to the concerns um that a region has and that's something that Dan Jarvis has been doing, I think, particularly well. And all of the uh Metro Mayors have been doing incredibly well at that as well.
1: It's been interesting definitely to see how much more kind of representation on that national stage the areas that have the Lincoln and Metro Mayors have been getting, and you know, you you say in in your piece of evidence that after all of this, once we finally get out of the other side of it, and I, you know, I'm sure we will, that there's probably going to be a major reset of policy, and you think devolution should be included in that. Why why is that?
0: Um, I think it's because I mentioned earlier that different places are going to be affected differently mm-hmm. um, by the virus when it comes to the economy when it comes to health, when it comes to wellbeing. And it's really going to need to be solutions generated on the ground in the communities um, that know best. And that's why devolution is going to be important. Um, and just to, on a uh, Yorkshire um, perspective, mm-hmm. uh, the centre of the town did some research yesterday that showed places like Whitby are going to be um, at most at risk economically. Okay. But they don't have a devolution deal that allows them to come up with the policy required on education, training, transport, and jobs, for example.
1: So we're talking about rebuilding here after the crisis, aren't we? We're talking about yeah. how we get back on our feet and having the policies in place to make sure, I suppose, that, that Yorkshire can have 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 the powers to make the most of that rebuild.
0: Absolutely, you know. Yeah. We're talking a lot about how things are changing, not just on devolution, but they need to work for the town and the places. And that requires someone who has the voice, who has the powers, who has the investment to really be able to come up with solutions that work for places. You know, Whitehall is not necessarily the best place to come up with the solutions for recovery when it comes to Yorkshire. And that's why it, it does need to be devolved um so yeah
1: it's going to be really interesting i think to see how we come out of the other side of this because you know our our region has so much to offer and you quite rightly make the point that you know a a, a breadth of things to offer as well whether that's you know agritech whether that's you know you've, you've been given examples in your in your piece of, off, of offshore wind and things like that or or whether we're talking you know about building better infrastructure or whatever we're on about there's so absolutely. much to offer and so much variety to offer that it would absolutely. be such a shame if that was lost because of the economic downturn that comes from this crisis
0: absolutely and just to use the example that i know best uh, i'm from beverly which is just outside hull so mm-hmm. I, I know hull very well with the offshore wind and with its um, creative industries so that have really um blossomed since City of Culture uh-huh. and you know there's, there's a lot of good things it has to offer to not only Yorkshire but the country as well especially when you know we've been focusing on the immediate crisis but we've also got the climate emergency to yes. tackle and whole and the east coast of Yorkshire really will have a strong part to play in creating renewable energy and Britain's solution to the climate emergency. But I feel it can only do that if it has the right policies at the right time, and that's mm-hmm. what devolution can bring. But at the moment, as I said, Hull doesn't have a devolution deal. It quite frankly, you know, doesn't look like it's gonna have one for some time when we consider how long it's taken to get West Yorkshire and South Yorkshire uh, devolution off, off the ground. Mm-hmm. And by plugging Hull into the wider Yorkshire economy um, and you know, making sure that the policies work for Hull and Yorkshire, that can really boost jobs, incomes, education, training, all the things that matter and will matter as we move out of the crisis.
1: Absolutely. So it sounds like the message here really is, look, government, you've got an opportunity here that something awful is happening and it's going to cause, you know, real upset in our, not only in our kind of personal lives, obviously, but when we're talking about the economy, but there is an opportunity to kind of rise from it and maybe fix some of the things that haven't haven't maybe quite gone right and start again.
0: And I, I, I wouldn't say to start again, you know, uh-huh. West, <laughs> uh, West Yorkshire and South Yorkshire. Oh yeah, deal. let's not
1: get rid of them,
0: but build you know, on them. Uh, then, let's say yeah, absolutely <laughs> build on them. Um, you know, I say that the government should go further and faster with devolution, further in devolving powers to places already with deals and faster in creating the right default settlements for places that do not yet have one.
1: Brilliant, I mean, let's hope that they take that message. Ben, thank you so much for coming on to their country today. It's been really, really interesting. And, you know, although we've been talking about coronavirus, it is nice to talk about what's going to come after as well. Because I think Absolutely. there is, there is, you know, like at the end of the tunnel and we will get through it. But thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you very much.
1: This has been Pod's Own Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast, and I've been Westminster correspondent Jerry Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. You can share this podcast, you can leave us a review, and you can tell your friends, and you'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, all the normal places you find your podcast. And we will be back in a fortnight. In a world where businesses can struggle with cash flow... Come under attack from admin and lose track of payments, invoices, and performance. One business and accounting software solution can help you find it all. Enterprise. The invoicing, accounting, and business software that saves the day from admin. Get paid in a flash and take control of your day. Start using now for free for life. Visit Enterprise.com.